as the windmill turns, we'll head into the territory of talking steroids, ankle strength, and backup doubles on the podcast. Mr. T here. Happy if you want to call me Tom too. Find all the mini golf designs, reviews, and more for myself and the Pink Putter at a couplefutz.com and on social media at Couple Putts. We do have a new t-shirt that you can find at minigolfgoods.com as well. And I'm Pat, the co-founder of the mini golf website and social media conglomerate, The Putting Penguin. As well as being a founding member of the AMA and a Holy Moly Season 1 alum, I act as the media chair for the World Mini Golf Sport Federation. You can find me on social media pretty much anywhere mini golf can be found. We skipped out on a week of recaps last week as our attention was focused mainly on National Miniature Golf Day. So we're back today to talk two episodes, episodes two and three of Holy Moly Season Forever. So if you enjoy our mini golf talk, make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a great rating and a shout out on social media. We've got no Rob Riggle knocking down our doors to help him save his show. So tonight we're going to do a couple quick rundowns of the episodes. I'm going to take episode two. Tom's going to talk about episode three, and then we'll get into some of our normal talk about hole design, Muppets, least and favorite or favorite and least or whatever combination of things we like to talk about on the rest of the holes there. We'll edit it, maybe not edit it. And uh, I'm just going to get started. So I stop talking over myself and we get kicked off with episode two, which is you're going to need a lawyer. And our very first hole is fishing hole, which features Nate versus Keeley. And they go through, it's pretty normal. We've seen this at the hole before both of them hit it down. Nate's got a much better position. Both of them take a nice drink after somewhat getting by the fish on the first run. And, uh, Nate makes his way into the second round pretty quickly. Our second hole in the first round is an old favorite and it's Polcano where we've got a couple water-based folks for a rather water-based hole and Gary who's a big swimmer and he's up against Bob who's the only person who doesn't get his last name talked about in this episode who's a water skier. Gary gets the much better advantageous tiki channel shot which puts him pretty close to the hole. Bob uh magically has his ball disappear in the rocks we don't really know what happens but course marshal joe waves his magic wand it comes back he ends up in the sand both of them actually not both of them this episode gary gets crushed in there um bob actually does a pretty good job and catches himself land in the pole uh but that's not really going to help him he is way the heck off that sand shot is not easy so gary uh with which is almost a tap in moves on to the second round so the next two holes we have up start off with hole number two for round one and we've got jules our high heels lover who doesn't wear high heels at all during the show up against alexis who's a self-proclaimed comedian we've seen a thousand of them on the show before and strangely enough the ones who are comedians weren't self-proclaimed on the show this season weird little bit uh but anyways both of them have actually fairly horrible shots but somehow jules manages to actually stay on the hole slalom its way over and she makes an incredible second putt which we could tell she actually made because they didn't cut away from it uh so props to her making that easily moved into the second round our last position is going to be determined by dutch courage and fuego we've got amanda who's a financial services rep her putt was extremely good dead on 
left herself pretty straight underneath the cup, but then gets absolutely hammered by both the windmills. She is up against Reggie, Tupac Shakur, excellent, excellent nickname, uh, dad, social media guy, just seems like a really fun guy, has a really tough second shot, but he saves at least one of the penalty strokes because he makes his way through the first windmill by, I think, sheer will of force and dragging himself through after getting hit. And uh, props to him because this was another no-cut shot. He had a really tough foot position. It was on the angle and just did a really nice loop up and down and closed out our first round. Moving on to round two, we see Hollywood again, and that's got our Gary versus Nate matchup. And this time... We have both of them once again hitting the Genie Mai star, which is probably what we're going to see an awful lot during this season, just given distances and everything. Um, Nate makes a incredible long putt that doesn't cut away. It's a theme of this episode. And uh, Gary just doesn't have a really good lineup, had a ridge in the way. So Nate moves on. I also like that Nate was one of the few folks who got an on-air interview with Jeannie afterwards, which, you know, given it was kind of red carpet and everything seemed to fit her uh, non-holy moly life as well. So props to both of them. And then we got to see a full Mooney again, and that was Jules versus Reggie. Um, it's really just tough to land any of these shots off that big ramp. Uh, Jules has a huge bounce that puts her in the dust. Reggie had a really good distance bounce, kind of left him behind the ridge, but of all the ridge shots, it was almost sort of straight. And they both end up in the water trying to do the moonwalk, but with the better position, Reggie hits his gets into the final, It's up against our man Nate, and we see for the first time a new hole, Bigfoot Wedge, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about some more in different avenues, but basically you're jumping off a swinging foot onto a golf ball, and the putting is one of those Plinko ramp sort of things, so it really doesn't matter too much until you get down there and see where your position is. Um, Reggie, I actually thought, had a he had a really great run at the, the cup off of his putt, almost aced it, almost stuck the landing on the ball and just sort of slid over the front of it. Uh, Almost painful to watch because I thought for sure he was going to have it. Nate didn't quite come as close with his shot, but actually left it a little bit closer. He had really great pace, shorted the ball at the end. They both actually made their second shot. So he had one of the nice rare putt offs for the win. And Nate, our man, who we will be having another episode where we actually talk to him and learn a little bit about his background and why I'm so happy that he won his episode, was our episode two winner. That's right. And I am going to jump in to episode three, which is called Bear, 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 Bear. I think that's how they want us to pronounce it. It starts off with Cornhole. We have Matthew, who's sort of a douchey health dude, versus Pierre, who's a single sales executive that doesn't speak French. They're both kind of annoying people that get knocked off uh, by the obstacle, and they overhit their first putts, but Pierre makes a really great second putt to win and move on. First time this season seeing it, we see the distractor. We have Leonard, who likes to boogie and is from Atlanta. And Katie, who is a nerdy, smart Texas cowgirl with a clip from Peter Pan on the West Course, if I remember correctly. I think that is hole number four that has the dogs on it. She makes a really cool bounce shot on what is quite a difficult hole in her little intro video on one of my favorite courses. And she also makes her putt. We have her opponent, Leonard Miss, 
Meanwhile, Rob Riggle, the whole bit that him and Joe Tess have had for all the seasons about there needing to be a bear on the distractor. Of course, Rob Riggle's not there and misses it and gets upset, and it's a good bit. On to the pecker. First time back for the season, we have Jeff, the bearded taco pants guy who's played mini golf in 15 countries. Definitely want to hear more about that. Versus Nick, the garage golfer who may have the most unflattering intro in the history of the show. Both of them on the pecker for the putt hit the right channel, but Jeff gets a better lie and isn't on the wrong side of the ridge. Neither of them beat the obstacle, although Nick, the garage golfer, was really close and he could have used the feather on top of the pecker because he missed his putt over the ridge, sending Jeff on to the next round. Our last of the first round in episode three, we have Bryn, who's a lover of all things miniature and has all these cute little things in her intro against Gabby, who is a pro golfer that's played in hundreds of tournaments. They both really miss on the obstacle on trap tees, but they get their balls over on to that little island with not too much difficulty. Gabby is way over hits her second putt and leaves herself a little bit too long of a putt Versus Bryn, the miniature lover who really set themselves up for an easy second putt on the island that they landed on. And what felt like an upset, Bryn, who's a lover of all things miniatures, goes on to the second round. We head over to Polcano, where our nerdy cowgirl Katie goes against Taco Pants Jeff. Katie hits the right channel and leaves her ball very close to the cup. Jeff, unfortunately, goes into the sand and has the unique distinction of being the first person I think they've shown hit a ball off the course and out of bounds on all the seasons. This does happen. They do not give a stroke penalty. (laughs) We know this from firsthand experience. We saw and heard about people do this on Dutch Courage season one. They've not really shown it. So this is a unique distinction, but Jeff really needed to get out of the uh, the sand and gave it a run and uh, didn't work out in his favor because Katie was just too close and tapped it in and went to the final. Full Mooney, Pierre is back and is going up against our miniature lover, Bryn. They both have really tough shots after making it over the ramp, but Bryn makes a great shot over the ridge to advance to the finale. That was on her second shot. Both of them ended up in the water on Full Mooney, which honestly, other than Casey, I'll be surprised if anybody else beats that obstacle. But yeah, Bryn, amazing second putt over there on the green over that ridge. Another kind of surprise finale. So we have Hollywood for a finale with Katie and Bryn, who I've got to say, I absolutely love seeing them in there. They both kind of have this really nerdy, excitable vibe. And they go to Hollywood and they both end up on the obstacle landing on the Rob Riggle spot, which if I'm being honest, I would rather be there than being on the Genie Mai spot, if only because that little ridge you have to jump over for the Genie Mai spot is really steep in what we saw last episode or one of the earlier episodes of the ball really pops up. I think maybe Katie saw that. She really shot the ball over that ridge up the ramp, and around to about a foot from the hole. Bryn had to go over a ridge, missed her second putt, and that's it. We have Katie, the nerdy cowgirl, with the Peter Pan mini golf and Austin intro little clip. 
I don't know if all those words came together right, but Katie wins. <laughs> and what was a really, really fun third episode of our fourth season. We had two very enthusiastic winners who seemed like they truly should be winners of a mini golf show. It was awesome. What I really loved about it was there were numerous people that were like golf aficionados that didn't sniff the finals. And I'm okay with that. I, I really like the spirit of, you know, your average person just who's got some sort of quirky interest or is just, you know, whoever getting into the finale, having fun with it. And I really loved how it played out for for both of them. So I'd kind of mentioned in my recap, I'm going to call this whole talk. I don't know. I don't know what we're calling. We're terrible this at segment's naming segments. going to be called whole talk. Uh, we have the distractor back that's been in every season now. That and Dutch Curds are the only ones that have been in every season. We have hole number two that's been in every season except for the U.S. season one. We have Fishing Hole that came back from season three and the Pecker that came back from season three. Interestingly enough, Full Mooney's been on every episode so far this season. It's one of the newer holes this season that we didn't see in season three. And we got the debut of the Big Foot Wedge, which we talked to Nate winner of episode number two about how that played uh if you didn't notice it kind of from how the putting played it is pretty much the same putt as donut hole it's going up that ramp and kind of plinkoing down the actual obstacle itself you're trying to land on top of a big inflatable ball and you don't really fall into water there's like foam blocks that you fall into again we're gonna have our guest nate Canelli who won episode two, talk about that. Am I missing anything else about the holes, Pat? No, I don't think so. We've also seen, has Hollywood been on all three episodes too? I think you're right. I think so. Good call. Hollywood yeah. is, has been on all three episodes as well. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, because I feel like, I don't know if it was season three or season two, they front-ended some of the new holes and then they kind of petered out <laughs> later on. But we'll see. I mean, they're two interesting holes uh, Though I don't know if Hollywood will, you'll get that yeah. much variety just the way it's set up. It's kind of like the holy matrimony last year where there's only but so much yeah. you can do. Um, but it is nice seeing some of the, the new holes there and, and mixed with some and fan favorites. we know there's at least one more hole this season, the whole truth. You can see it sort of in the background shots with Tess and Riggle, but that might be it. We haven't seen Parkade. I'm pretty certain that's going to pop up this season. Maybe we'll see some new stuff. This is the part of the season we're having watched for a few seasons where we're not really seeing any new holes after a certain point, and that's fine. But we'll see how the season goes along. Uh, I think a big part of it, though, moving it forward, will be the Muppets. And uh, Pat, why don't you tell us about some of the Muppet bits in these two episodes? Yeah, so our, our bits, I mean, we're all still focused around the whole save the show, big finale sort of thing. But we had kind of two parallel paths that carried over between both of the episodes. Uh, one where Rob is working his way towards courting Miss Piggy. Always love to see Miss Piggy because, you know known quantity of what she is going to bring with her entrances the the diva is in the house and uh, then we have a, a kidnapping plot which is pretty interesting with pepe kidnapping steph it's 
resulted in a couple things that we'll probably talk in our good and bad stuff coming up there. But I love, uh, I had one conversation on Twitter last night where somebody was like, why is Pepe still using a, like a flip phone? We've seen him use a smartphone <laughs> in some other Muppet show. And I was like, it's a burner, obviously, if you're going to do a kidnapping, come on now, people get with it. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. We didn't really get much, as much variety, I think is the first episode, but I'm sure, you know, we haven't seen nearly the bench of Muppets that I'm sure we will in coming episode, you know, Waldorf and Saller, Bunzer and Beaker. So be interesting to see how much I, there's probably at least one more episode of the, the storylines they've laid out here, maybe before they switch over. Um, but yeah, we had Muppets this episode, which I guess will lead us into what some of our, our favorite and least favorite moments of the episode. A lot of mine we've already touched on. The Bears, I just, there was a brief moment I was telling Tom as watching this where they were talking about the Bears. They cut to episode one and I was like, oh, I might have a quick cameo because I have a great screenshot of my playing distractor of Riggle going Bears, 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 Bears. And unfortunately it wasn't me, but um, I thought that little bit was just just great the way they constructed it there there was a weird owl shout out which i can't go wrong with weird al and being a celebrity and then the other part where i would thought we were going to have a, a unintentional crossover was Riggle was doing this whole thing about life being short. And I swear he was going to say play, you know, what you should do is play mini golf. And that's like the motto of the putting penguin on all of our stuff and everything. And I was like, man, maybe I could sue for copyright infringement, and make some money off of holy moly that way. But, uh, alas, I was, I was, uh, deterred, but I, I thought there was some pretty good stuff. How about, how about you, Tom? What was the good? What the was the good, good these for these episodes was, I don't think I've laughed harder watching holy moly than in episode two where Nate was getting the jacket and there was clearly a stand-in stunt double for Steph Curry that was not him. Uh, I don't know why. I thought that was so funny. I'm a huge Steph Curry fan. Go Warriors tonight uh, in this series, really hoping that they can pull it off this year. I was losing it. I thought that was so funny that they had a fake Steph Curry. It was like completely unexpected. I think the putting, the putting has been really, really great this season. I've seen some people make some really great putts from afar, made some super long distance ones where they lay up really nicely. And how can you not like that? And then we got a great mini golf moment on Polcano, the ball getting stuck. How many times have anybody gone to a mini golf hole where ball is stuck in a pipe? Something's not coming out the right channel. And it happened on Polcano. It was perfect. More than anything else, I've really loved the spirit and the energy from all the episode competitors in all the three finales. They've just felt like people you want to root for. And that's not the case with every season and every winner. And I was surprised in episode three, like I said, that there were no like none of the pro golfers made it. And the two that made it, I was like, if Katie or Bryn wins, I'm really excited for either of them. And I don't know who to root for, the person who makes miniatures or the person who used Peter Pan in their intro video. It, Yeah, I, th I thought there was so much good in these two episodes and so far in the season. I guess we also have to talk Absolutely. about the bad. Yeah. And the flip side is there have been some real duds of contestants. It's like we've got this valley. There hasn't been a whole lot of average. They've been really either really good, like you said, and I think uh, you mentioned our CrossFit bro and... Ugh. 
I don't know, whatever, the, the garage golfer who definitely had the worst setup of any contestant in the seasons that we have watched and yeah rather glad he bit it so but other than that i mean i I haven't had a lot of bad like you said the putting i mean we've had an occasional couple you know real shit shots on uh i guess no pun intended uh, hole number two but other than that there's been great approach shots great second shot and um great in a way that we know they're great because they haven't been cut because we've talked yeah. before about some of the editing that happens and i mean kudos to them and yeah kudos to, to katie i mean being the mini golfer and she's only 18 and she's got to be one of the youngest contestants we've seen out there too so yeah i i didn't have a whole lot for bad over these past couple episodes yeah i i i do think the muppets vignettes with pepe the prawn kidnapping steph I don't know how long they can drag it out. They're not like Better Call Saul season six right now where they can really (laughs) like slow play out the season. And it's like, oh, what's going to happen next? You know, they're very different shows. And I don't know. The long game isn't nearly as funny for me as just like the little bits with like the one we had in the first episode with Fozzie or with the Swedish chef and all that. So we'll see how the Muppets fare. I think bringing some more people into it and the Steph kidnapping plot, it works for the Muppets. It feels very Muppety. Even you were saying, you know, the whole like, are we going to get canceled thing? It's it's a perfect tie-in. So yeah, I, I think... Could I just say the missed opportunity on the Muppets to not have Fozzie Bear in the whole bear skit on the distractor somehow? Like, even if he wasn't the distractor himself, he could have sat in yes. Wiggles' chair and that would have pushed that so yes. far over the top. Yes. I I was hoping it would have been a crude bear costume with Rob Riggle in it because he wanted to manifest it. But... They landed it. The the him missing it all and being mad and not sharing his donuts. That was a whole good <laughs> bit. They they landed that. But yeah, let's uh let's talk about this last uh week we had here and uh we had a big day, Pat. Yeah, we did. So we're recording this a few days after National Miniature Golf Day, which was May 14th. And uh both Tom and I were were active trying to push a lot of stuff on social media basically from the moment I got up because I was covering some of the stuff in Australia and Europe and I was lucky to get out for a quick round with my daughter up at Matterhorn where as we've talked about many times we have our tournament in September a couple changes to the holes so that was pretty fun Um, got to talk with the owner there was a decent amount of people on the course for an early Saturday afternoon the weather wasn't too bad and uh, yeah social media I thought was really good Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, there, there was a lot out there uh, from people posting. So I think overall a success and we'll move, um, in, my, in my view, we've got some good momentum towards the second day that celebrates miniature golf, which I love that we have too coming in September. Agreed. Yeah. A couple putts. I mentioned it earlier in the show, but we have a new mini golf is for everyone t-shirt and design that I'm really excited about. We had an artist named Dan Hay that did a really fun, colorful illustration. You can pick up the shirts at coupleofputs.com via our web store, or you can just go to minigolfgoods.com. We spent the day doing an aces only round with some friends in Minnesota at the newly reopened 
the borough in Oakdale. It used to be Big Thrill Factory out there, and they had been closed for the last year. So really excited to see them back on the map. We don't have a lot of courses that are all like holes are aceable and has a few like novelty holes as well for outdoor stuff. So I was really, really excited to see that reopen. And funny enough, where you're talking about your uh, course where you hold the AMA tournament at Matterhorn, getting some upgrades. We had the same thing that's been happening at Lilliput in Minnesota, and I'm excited to get out to that course and check out some of the new turf and some of the things that they fixed up that were a little broken last year. It wasn't totally busted up, but things needed some repair. So I'm excited to see that. And the last thing I would be remiss if I didn't mention that the Cranbrook Museum that's just outside of Detroit, Michigan, is going to be opening their artist design course on May 20th. And this will probably air and go live after the course is open to the public. But Robin and I are headed over there to play it, not only because we love artist design courses, but we designed it. We worked with the museum and brought 10 different features from art at the museum and the campus to life and everything looks really big and cool so excited to see that and we'll report back and share out awesome i do have one more thing this will be a weird because we will drop this after it happens so it's a wish luck to the future that is actually going to happen in the past by the time you listen to this but the uspmga us Mm -hmm. open is this weekend at mossy creek in tennessee um i know tom and i are bummed we just can't make it. U.S. Open's always been one of my favorite tournaments. The the owner down at Mossy Creek is really cool. I've heard it's a great course, but I know we've got a lot of friends who are able to playing it. So good luck, future players. And um, I'm sure we will talk a little bit about the results in our next episode, especially if somebody we like wins. Agreed. Well, we're going to wrap it up with Big Thoughts Mini Golf. And for lack of coming up with something new and clever, I'd like to restate that for both of us, as well as all of the American Mini Golf Alliance founders, believe that mini golf is for everyone. We see the game growing in big and small places across the globe and love seeing new people discovering the game. If you love the game already, be cool to all those finding their foot, either in competition or fun. Be cool to each other, Have fun, play mini golf. And with that, we're at the 19th hole. So until next time, putt one ready.